not having a baby that's the problem. It's having one with me. It was so obvious. You are happy enough to look after Brady when you thought Bray was the father. Maybe you should have a baby with him instead. Is that it? How dare you! How dare you! So welcome to Series 2, Episode 31 of Conversation League Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining me in the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. Maggie. Hi. Carlin. Hello. And Matt. Hi, everyone. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 2, Episode 31, the screenplay was done by Nick Doughty. It was directed by John Reed. And the episode synopsis read out by Matt. More rats throw a dance party to keep the tribes happy, but not everyone in the city is fooled. Alice finds to keep Lex on the straight and narrow, while Ryan's desire for a family continues to drive a wedge between himself and Celine, and Bray finds himself pushed towards Ebony. So we start the episode with Danny handing out flyers for a dance party, although Jack isn't particularly sold on the idea believing its only purpose is to keep the other tribes quiet about the Murats being in charge. So panel, first things first, is a dance party really a good idea, aka bribe, to try and unify the tribes? And is this really going to stop the questions about the Murats having all the power? Maybe temporarily. I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to do something that could appease the people, because, you know, you want to keep the people happy, but... As a distraction, it's not going to last very long, as Matt said. It'll be temporary, and as we saw in this, it's not doesn't work for any, everybody, you know? I feel like you could be doing more that would actually improve their lives, the things they're actually complaining about, which is that they still have nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think there's anything wrong with throwing a party. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, let's start this new chapter by having fun, you know? Yeah, I think they messed up by allowing themselves to enter the competition. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still torn about the whole dance party idea, I guess. Because, you know, yes, it will unify them a bit to have fun together. But there's so many other things that they could have done with those resources. Like, how about we get together with other tribe leaders and talk about these grievances that Mm -hmm. these tribes clearly have with us? I, I would, that would be my first step. I'm just saying. Yeah, that too. But I mean, look at all the food and the drinks and the batteries wasted on everything. While most of them don't even have a way to have batteries for power. It's just, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It feels wasteful. It does. Though I get why they wanted to have fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Jack on this. I'm not entirely sure this is the best idea they could, could have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm never going to say having a dance party is not a, uh, a bad idea because I love dance parties. <laughs> and, you know, I think everyone can use a little fun, but I think probably the better alternative is like a town meeting slash conference or, wh- or whatever that's like, you know, has lots of food, has lots of people. And then, you know, still a lot of information is going around about what we could do for the city people can speak freely and all this stuff but it does kind of feel like they're just ignoring um, the people per se even though this event is for the people yeah they're only looking to placate uh the city kids 
at the moment. They aren't looking long-term, and we notice that they haven't looked long-term for a while. Did anyone find it strange that out of all the people to say, yeah, dance party, it's a good idea to do things like this, is Bray when he got so mad at Sasha last season for trying to have fun with the kids, even though he was using resources for that? Why would that be strange? We know the only reason Bray had a problem with Sasha is because he was jealous. Yeah. Yep. This felt just a lot like, I know, those of us who live in the States, we're dealing with the pandemic. A lot of people lost their jobs. Um, and, you know, we're dealing with the fact they could lose their homes because they couldn't pay their bills. Instead of the government addressing the fact that so many people live on the cusp of disaster and how that could be fixed, they placated us by giving us stimuluses. That was nice. But it doesn't solve the problem why there's so many people who live here who only losing a couple of paychecks is, could lead to their ruin. And that's what this mm-hmm. feels like in a way. You know, it's just like, as so-and-so said, it's to placate everyone, but it's not going to address the larger issue of their unhappiness or why they're in the situation where they don't have anything, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but except for the stimulus checks, I would say this uh, is more like just them bringing back sports. <laughs> it's more appropriate. Very fair. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. You guys can have baseball games again. Yep. Yeah. I think it's interesting because we sort of see um, later on, don't we, with, with, with Ram, the sort of more extreme version of this going into like the actual sort of Roman emperor type bread and circuses, keep them entertained sort of thing with his actual gladiator contests. Mm -hmm. And this is sort Mm of, it's like, I know you've spoken in the podcast before about like series two is the whole, the more rats are the bad guys. And I guess that just sort of made me think about this and how they're sort of putting this on to kind of, you know, keep the, the people appeased. Mm-hmm. And whose idea was this? It was only Danny's, right? No, I don't think it's fair to say it was Danny's. They never expressed whose idea. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Bray's. Yeah. Mm. Given Danny's feelings about dancing in general, I, I, she maybe didn't. Uh, <laughs> I say I may have played a part one. too, you know. Maybe it was Bray's idea because Danny had him believe it was his idea, you know, like a Jedi mind trick kind of thing. You never want to make anyone responsible for their own choices, do you, Carlin? It's always somebody else who's so well, responsible for whatever they do. But but for Bray, it is always someone else because he can't make decisions on his own. <laughs> hey, he is trying. He's trying now. Bray is responsible for allowing himself to be completely influenced by other people. That's on him. Yep. Mm-hmm. But before we go further, I really wanted to say that uh, Nick and John, they're becoming quite a formidable team. Because their writing direction together have produced some of the best episodes we've gotten in this season. And this is another one. Like, I just wanted to say that off the bat. Like, they nailed this episode. Mm-hmm. The screenplay yeah. and direction of this is pretty freaking flawless. And I just want to give them kudos. Because I'm like, I'm getting, I was really, I was written and I was like, I want to see who did this. And then as soon as I saw their names, I was like, oh, it's my boys. You guys are doing great. This is amazing. Yeah, it flows really nicely as well. There weren't any sort of, the way it could to where I thought, oh, that, that, that's a bit sort of abrupt or anything like that. Yeah, it, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the film departments were on the on their A game this episode because I feel like there's just it's, it's not like a, a bottle cap episode. Just all the locations are being used, all the lights, all the costumes, everything. Mm-hmm. 
No, no, she, she didn't say anything. She just went storming off somewhere, and I, I haven't seen her since. I mean, I mean, talk about sulky. Hey, you'll work it up. Yeah, we, we, we will, Dal. So um, <laughs> so don't be getting any ideas. So Ellie is absent during this whole episode, with both Jack and Alice stating that she's sulking after the argument with Jack about her article on Danny. And over the course of the episode, we see Dal trying to reconnect with Jack and talk to him about how things are going with Ellie. But Jack is reluctant to divulge much, telling Dal not to get any ideas that he and Ellie are over. So yeah, panel, what do you make of Dal and Jack's interactions in this episode and Dal's motives in kind of probing about Ellie? <sighs> Jack. I, I can't. I can't. I just can't deal with the way that Jack treats Dal over Ellie. Um... There's no reason for him to lash out the way that he does. At least not outward. Like, Dal's not, like, trying to kiss his girlfriend or hold her hand or tell her that he's in love with her. You know what I mean? He hasn't done that. And mm-hmm. and, and Jack is acting like he has. He's just, he's, the jealousy is unreal. And he, the way that he, he speaks to Dal, I, I just don't, I don't dig it. I don't like it. And it just shows, you know, they're not as good as friends as, as we all like to think they are. Um, because maybe Dal was, you know, prying because he wanted to know if Ellie was going to be available. But at the same time, it started out such a good conversation and then Jack ruined it. I feel the same. I was so bummed mm-hmm. because yeah. I actually love this conversation. I love the fact that despite how Jack has treated Dal and I mean, basically just kicked him in the teeth every time. What does Dell do? He comes to check on his friend and see how he is. Everything Dell does in this conversation, regardless of what you think his motives might be, he is being a friend to Jack. You know, he's the one who tells Jack that, well, just because you had a fight with her doesn't mean your relationship's over. doesn't mean she wouldn't go to the dance with you. You have to ask her. He's the one who tells Jack, you were right. You weren't wrong in this fight. You know what I mean? It was okay for you to say what you said to Ellie, so he validates him. He's the one to tell Jack before he even leaves the room. It's not over. You guys will make up. That is not the actions of someone no. I feel is just trying to see if he has an opening. That was Dal trying to be a friend. And I loved the whole conversation up until the moment that Jack decided to once again let his jealousy and insecurity rear its ugly head and make it ugly. And it's like, there's nothing Dal said to you in that conversation that justified what you just said to him. No, nothing. nothing. Yep, absolutely nothing. And it was so sad the way he came came back during the party to try and yeah. have go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just got pushed away again. Oh, and and um, Ashwath's face as well, you could just, you, you know, he, he really got like Dal's sort of disappointment mm-hmm. not being able to sort of connect with Jack. And it makes it worse because Dal does like Ellie. Yeah. And yet he's pushed his own feelings down for her because, hey, this is my friend's girl. She likes him. I've accepted that. So I'm going to be supportive of this relationship, even though I pine for her. He isn't making any moves on exactly. her because he respects his friend. And yet his friend is treating him, as Maggie just said, as though Dal is actively pursuing her. And he's not. You know, and the look on Dal's face when he leaves that room, like, why did I even bother trying to be your friend? Right. You I was know, just trying to be your friend. And, and that just even that could give Dal every reason and justify actually going after Ellie. The way that Jack treats him and talks to him, I'd be like, well, 
this is the way that you know you feel about me you're not my friend i'm your friend but obviously that means nothing and he could go after ellie and i feel like that would be justified yeah it's like he's pushing him to do it isn't yes it? yes yeah and then he's gonna be like oh i can't believe you did that what do you mean you can't believe i did this you were basically telling me to do it yeah jack was pretty rude during this conversation and at the end of it i just wanted dale so bad to be like well you know what mate she's not even that pretty <laughs> didn't just walk away <laughs> because if i were dal and i was un- in that room trying to undermine jack in ellie's relationship now i can be catty when i want to be i certainly wouldn't have been encouraging jack to seek her out to ask her to the dance I would not have encouraged him to think his relationship still had a chance. Yeah. No way. If my <laughs> goal was to make sure I was clearing a path for me, I would have been like, well, I mean, you messed up when you said that to her, man. You know, if you really yeah. like her, you'd agree with her. Oh, I guess she don't want to go to the dance with you. If she's staying away from you, I guess your relationship's over. Dude, you deserve better. You should move on. And then I would try yeah. to make my move. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say that? Dale hasn't made a move. Just no one knows about it. <laughs> We're living in the reality that's been shown. Yep. Remember that. Remember that. We only get to, you know, what we get to see. What Dale dreams about at night alone in his bed doesn't count in this. No. The signs are there. That he's dreaming, dreaming of her? Sure. <laughs> kind of on the fence on the, about this scene because I was watching it a few times. And I agree with what everything you guys are saying about he was being a supportive friend and didn't deserve anything that Jack was throwing his way. But at the same time, I do feel that Dow was trying to pry as well and see if there was an opening available. Right, you know, I agree. Yeah, but as I, soon as he saw that Jack was still, you know, he was upset about it and it was affecting him, he was like, okay, you know, let me, let me clearly this my friend. Is, yeah, he's like, clearly there's still go- something going on between yeah. them. They did yeah. not end it. And he... He backs mm-hmm. off, but I agree. He probably was like, "What's going on?" I just want to know what's going on, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But as soon as he w- it was confirmed to him that whatever's going on with Jack and Ellie has not been resolved, he still bowed out. He didn't take the opportunity to try and wedge himself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the curiosity was there, but I think ultimately he was coming from a you know a good place. Um, I'm not sure about any what the happened behind the scenes, but like, did you, did you mind Ellie not being in the episode at all, or? I didn't care. I didn't need to see her. Not after the last. <laughs> Thank episode. God she wasn't here. I couldn't deal with her any any longer. <laughs> I'm like, you, you're good. Sulk, go sulk somewhere else. Thank you. I'm gonna say the one thing that people are gonna quote me on because I would normally never say this, but I actually wanted her there at the dance party. Why? Because I just wanted to see what crazy style Ellie would have come up with. Oh, oh, that's fair, but. Storyteller, I, I won't lie. As a storyteller, I felt it was a little conspicuous that Ellie just wasn't anywhere around, and it was mm-hmm. we had no no clue where she was. Um, Until Alice said something, I felt it was a little conspicuous. So I did notice that okay, clearly Jennifer wasn't available for this episode, but they were able to write her out in a way that made sense for this episode. Mm-hmm. And I also don't feel she's missed because her presence isn't necessary to the story, and the story is so streamlined. You don't miss her in it. Right. So I think it's a, a props to the writing that they were able to have her not be here for whatever the reason. And it still works so well where it's like, I may have noticed, but it wasn't like because something was missing in the story from her absence. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, thank God she wasn't there. She would have ruined the entire party. Like her vibe is just and Celine way didn't. Off. I was just gonna say it. <laughs> and Celine didn't. Come on, there's nothing wrong with Celine. There's everything. There's everything wrong with Celine. And Maggie, Maggie, didn't you hear Carlin? Celine and Ryan are couples goals. I don't no. see what the problem here. Is. Ryan needs to run. He needs to run. <clears throat> Ryan and Celine. At the mall, Ryan tries to talk to Celine about babies, but she refuses, especially after he grabs a pair of baby boots from the marketplace. And this ultimately leads to an argument at the party where Celine reveals that she doesn't think it's fair to bring a baby into this world. And Ryan accuses her of not just wanting a baby with him. And this leads to Celine fleeing to the mall and she reminisces about Brady. I've got a lot of questions here about this. Battle. <laughs> um, oh wow! The argument itself, um, yeah. Start with that. <laughs> um, it could have been okay, okay, okay. If she would have immediately told him, like, in a, actually communicated with him, but we know that she and they don't know how to communicate with one another. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe it wouldn't mm. have escalated to the point that it was. Maybe she could have gotten it through to Ryan instead of not telling him and then letting Ryan watch her for days. Stare at Bray. Watch Bray. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it wouldn't have gotten to the point that it, it was. But she wouldn't communicate with him and she left him feeling insecure about their relationship and insecure about himself, you know? And and then, of course, it's it's his fault. She wasn't able to properly communicate with him before it, it escalated to the situation that it was. I don't like Celine. I don't like her. And this just, it, it makes it so much worse. Like, there's, she's, I can't. How could you slap Ryan? How is that a thing? How is that how? Ryan, of all Easily. people. Of all people. She's such a... You want to know what? I don't even care. I don't even care. Like I said, she didn't say anything to him, wouldn't give him an answer, just treated him this type of way. And he watched her pine after Bray. And you can't say she hasn't been because that's what she does. And then when he finally snaps and calls her out on it, you know what I mean? It, people breach their breaking point. They do. And she, she doesn't treat Ryan well. She never has. As for this argument... Now, this is maybe an unpopular opinion. I'm going to be straight. This is one of the best arguments between a couple I've ever seen on the show. Mm -hmm. I just want to say that. This is one of the most realistic depictions of how when our emotions get the better of us and we both have good points to be making, but we cannot stay focused on the fight, how these arguments happen. Like listening to this, I was like, oh my gosh, I have had this fight so many times with somebody that I'm trying to have a relationship with. Um, I, I, cause there are times I've, you know, they've written these kids fighting with each other over some relationship area and it just doesn't feel real. You know, this was so well done. I think Ryan and Selene are both in the wrong. I'm not going to say who's more wrong. I think they're both messed up in the way that people who are fighting mm -hmm. do. Ryan knows Celine doesn't want to have a child. It's very clear because he hides the shoes he knows she doesn't want a baby. If he didn't know that Celine didn't want a baby, why hide the shoes? He does it because he knows she doesn't want a baby with him. She didn't have to tell him, I don't want a baby. He has already picked up on her nonverbal clues and the fact that she doesn't want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. and she doesn't want a baby. And yet he goes out and gets these baby shoes anyway and then is shocked that she's upset to see them, even though he knew she would be upset to see them. 
I'd be upset if I told my partner I don't want any kids and he went out and bought baby clothes anyway. I'd be like, why are you trying to pressure me into this? Why are you trying to push me into this? He's wrong for that. He doesn't care how she feels about a life-altering decision that would affect her more than him because it's what he wants. Is Celine wrong for not making it very clear to him? Sure. A therapist would totally tell you that she's wrong. Is she being uh, passive-aggressive because she's angry at him? Absolutely. And they're both, they're not able to stay focused. There's a joke someone made about when you're fighting with someone, when they're right, they will stay on topic. And when they're wrong, they go rogue. Mm -hmm. Ryan and Celine both do that in this argument. Every time the other makes up a very good point to them, they don't stay on topic. They go rogue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and change what we're even arguing about anymore. I agree with Maggie. I don't think Celine should have slapped Ryan because I don't sleep think anybody should be slapping their partners. Yeah. I don't believe in domestic abuse at all. She has every right to be pissed off at him, what he said, because mm -hmm. she made valid points to him about why she didn't want a baby. Sure, it didn't have to get this bad. She could have said this sooner, but it's because he was literally ignoring the fact she didn't want a baby. And she finally tells him all these good points for why she doesn't want one. And what does Ryan do when faced with this truth? He goes rogue and takes a conversation someplace else that they weren't arguing about. He takes a low blow because he lost the mm -hmm. argument. I don't care that Ryan is insecure about Celine liking Bray. If that's the case, then that's the argument he needs to be having with her. He did Do you that, like but Bray? That's how the argument no, 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 started that's, when they were but dancing. That's not he, how this argument starts. And that's not what this argument is about. This argument is about whether or not. Dance is what I'm saying. It's what started it at does, the dance. It started because of insecurity. Yeah. Okay. This argument is about whether or not that he should have a baby. And because she gave him a good reason for why not, he took a low blow and said, oh, you'd have mm -hmm. his baby. She has every right to be angry at him. They're both wrong. They both messed up. And that's where I stand. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, I, I mean, I, I agree that domestic violence is wrong, but from the temper of a girl her age, being pushed that far and actually faced with, well, reality, because Ryan makes a fair point about Bray and that. I think she just snapped. Yeah, let's be let's be real. She she snapped him because he hit home with the truth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He told her a truth that she, she might have not even been no. aware of herself, so even though she's been slowly opening up again to her feelings for Bray, and he just yeah. said it out loud, and that's what that's why she slapped yeah. him really. <laughs> yeah, because she didn't want to face that, and he called her out on her own issues. But again, he he only did that because. He didn't like what she had to say about not wanting a child. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. You're, you're absolutely he right. Couldn't right. He, he was deflecting. He could not accept that, oh, those are very valid reasons for not wanting a baby. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I don't want right. to hear that because I want one and I don't care how you feel about it. And that hurt his feelings. You know what I mean? It's not so, like she said, I don't so, want your baby. No. She heard his feelings. And therefore, he heard hers. So they're both wrong. And yeah, I don't yeah. think she should have slapped him. I understand her being pissed. I understand her storming out, but I will never approve of slapping your partner just because you're pissed at them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, domestic violence is never the answer. Although I still believe this is relationship goals. <laughs> Having an argument with your partner. Hey, sometimes arguments can be healthy because one, it shows that they still care about you. Because imagine if, if Ryan would have said this and Celine would have just walked away and just go look for Bray. 
I'll give you points. Arguments can be healthy because sometimes you, you have to get it out. This is not an example of a healthy argument, though. These are two people who are, again, not communicating well. I'm not going to blame them for that. But um, Right, right. And and Celine's outburst of, of, of putting her hands on Ryan was due to the fact that she bottled all the all that emotions inside. Yeah, emotions that not hundred percent had to do any had anything to do with Ryan. Oh, I think they had a hundred percent to do with Ryan. Mm-hmm. She's furious with him. She's furious that he's not reading her mind. She's furious that he's ignoring all her clues about what she doesn't want. She's furious that she feels pressured that he keeps bringing up this baby mm-hmm. stuff. When she's making it clear, I don't want to do that with you. And I can understand her feeling like I shouldn't even have to explain why I don't want a baby. Me saying I don't want a baby should be enough, you know. And then for him to throw the bray thing in her face when that's not what this argument was about and say, oh, you just don't want to. Like she told him, these are the reasons I don't want a baby. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, those aren't the reasons. You just don't want my baby. I would have been pissed off too. Yeah. I would have been furious. And I have, I've, I've, I've fallen in that pit hole of slapping my partner and realizing right away I shouldn't have done that. Like, I'm so sorry I shouldn't have done that. So I'm saying this as somebody who has mm-hmm. done it and recognizes, no, you don't do that. You know, um, it's, again, beautifully written. It was so realistic. Like, oh my gosh, this has happened yeah. to me so many times. I, yeah, it was. I, I can see it happening. Really well written, yeah. It, it, as I was there, we were going along. It's just, you know, I feel like, oh, I'm siding with this person more, and I'm siding with that person more. And it's just, yeah, it was, it was really well done. Um, I did feel, um, as well as you know, Celine's slap. I, I did also feel a bit uncomfortable with like the way Ryan sort of grabbed Celine at the end there, especially mm-hmm. how um, it goes later on. You know, when he has his sort of um, kind of anger issues as well. Um, and sort of seen the like the, the start of that, um, and it seems that he's he's sort of he's been drinking by that point as well. It seems by the way, like the ways he's sort of talking, I picked up on. But yeah, not not great for me either of them. I will say this: I even though I've blamed them both for this argument, I feel bad for both of them. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like they're both making very good points about. They both have good reasons for being upset. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not wrong for Ryan to feel very insecure about the fact that his girlfriend won't talk to them, talk to him when she's mad. And I think he'd prefer if she'd stayed in the mall and yelled at him and said, I don't want a baby. He asked her to please stay. Can we stay home tonight and talk about this? And granted, I understand why she was mad at what he said, but he did say, I want to talk about this. Can we, you know, let's not go out tonight and pretend everything is fine. Can mm-hmm. we please stay home and talk about this issue I want to talk about it with you. And instead of taking that olive branch, she decided to be angry at the way he asked her to stay and talk. No, I don't want to do that with you. We don't have a baby, you know. Um, so I, I, I feel bad for Ryan because he can't discuss things with Celine because, again, the narcissism in Celine, this argument will not end until Celine wants it to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is just a problem. Ryan can't ever bring a conclusion to what they're fighting about because Celine's the one who decides when we're done fighting about it. So even if he does try to be reasonable and say, please, can we talk about this? If Celine still wants to be mad, they're still going to fight. There's nothing he can do. He has to wait until Celine is done being mad, and then they can make up. And then I also feel bad for Celine, because I'd be pissed off too if Ryan was doing this to me. I'd be 
furious at him, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, so I feel bad for the both of them. I would also add, um, so at the end of this as well, when um, Celine goes back to the mall um, and after, you know, all her arguments about um, sort of not wanting to bring a baby into the world and then she's sort of reminiscing about Trudy and Brady, it kind of hit me that I hadn't really thought about how Celine might be feeling about Trudy and Brady being missing mm. and how that's probably playing on her mind as well. And that just suddenly hit me in in, the, in those scenes that there's there's all this sort of underlying stuff that's going on as well. I also like the fact that the what she's remembering aren't good things. They're mm. the trouble Trudy mm-hmm. had being a young mother. Yeah. You know, just that first flashback of Trudy saying she's just a tiny baby, but she needs so much. And, you know, that's what she's remembering, how hard yeah. being a young mother was for Trudy. Not to mention... Celine, even if Ryan was like, I swear up and down, I'll take care of you and this baby. Celine has massive abandonment issues. And all she remembers mm-hmm. is her father left her. And here's Trudy, who didn't have a man to help her raise this baby. That could happen to me. You know, I, 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 I thought that was uh, cogent. It just sucks. They're too young. They're too, they're too little babies. They shouldn't even be having this conversation. And I feel so awful for them because it's like if they were still in school, this wouldn't have come up. They wouldn't have to be freaked out about this future they might have with each other because they'd have all this these years of stuff in between. They'd have parents and school and careers and fe- before they'd even have to worry about this. Ryan wouldn't have said, hey, let's have a baby. You know what I mean? And so I feel so awful for them to be even having this conversation. They're too young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only thing else I will mention that I found pretty funny was right before Celine slapped him. Uh, you can see, kind of like in the background, <laughs> there's this, uh, I guess this other kid, and it totally looked like she was listening to their conversation. And the look on her face looked so awkward. <laughs> it was great. You must still really miss her. Sometimes. When she died, she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, when I lost her, I lost my son too. Might have been a girl. Nah. I'm sure it would have been a boy. But whether it was a boy or a girl, I still miss my kid. It's strange that you can miss someone so much and you've never met them. After being fired from his position as market supervisor, Lex struggles with Alice's advice and it looks like he's going to start drinking again. However, he gets rid of the alcohol stash in front of Alice so that she can see him do it. Then later goes to the farm with her, where he opens up more about Zandra and the baby. So yeah, panel, what do you make of Lex and Alice's relationship and how Alice is able to reveal more of Lex's sensitive side? Okay, can I just say I love these two together so much? I, I hate the fact that Alice is so good and he's so good with her that he, they can make me forget the things he's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Alice does, though. Yeah. You know? She, is, she compliments any character that she's with. Yeah, her and Lex, I I enjoy the friendship that they have. Yeah, and it makes sense that he's able to reveal the sensitive side of him because Alice is a person who's used to not showing her own sensitive side, like putting up a front of being the big strong girl who's going to help everyone and solve everything. And in Lex, he sees someone who's putting up a front, and he's able to get through that because he knows what that is, what that's like. Hmm. Yeah, they're very similar in a way. Yeah. Um, 
that whole sort of physicality. Um, I, I think Alice is a great example of the question we had. Um, can irredeemable characters be redeemed? And we were talking about, well, what happens if you give them a clean slate? And remember when Lex was with the outcasts, how he was able to open mm-hmm. up because these people didn't know anything about him. They couldn't, they didn't have any baggage with him. They couldn't bring up all his past crimes. Mm-hmm. And I think Alice is a great example of what can happen when you meet someone who doesn't have that baggage. The last time these two met was on the farm one day. You know what I mean? That, that was literally mm-hmm. it. That's all they have. And she's the closest thing Lex has been given to having a clean slate with somebody who wants the best for him. Mm-hmm. And she's also, now I don't know, you guys can disagree, please feel free, but I feel like Alice might be the first person who has encouraged Lex to change, but not because other people want him to, Yeah, but because it would be healthy for him. Like, I mean, even Ryan, you know, Ryan's like, you need to be a better friend to me if you want me to stick around. Zandra, you need to be a better guy if you want me to be your girlfriend. Amber, you need to be a better guy so you can be useful to our tribe. Alice is saying, dude, you need to be better because you'll be healthier for it if you're better. Mm -hmm. You will be personally happier if you make yourself better. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Lex has ever met anyone who's pointed that out to him. And again, she doesn't have all this baggage with him. And so he's able to have this fresh start with her and not want to let her down, not want this person who's saying, I see the good in you. Don't mess it up. And there's this part of Lex who's desperate not to mess it up with her because she thinks Mm -hmm. so well of him and she believes in him and he wants to be like, she might be right. You know what I mean? Maybe she's right. And I I don't want to mess it up. And I just think it's really beautiful, you know, and I wonder if that's just, I just think it's a great example of meeting someone who doesn't have any history with you and it can give you that sense of maybe I can, maybe I can be all these things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I never really got that vibe from the, I mean, it was a nice conversation and just shows how amazing she is as a, as a human being that she wants the best for likes and all that stuff. But I never really got like a vibe that's like, Oh, they should be together. <laughs> oh no. No, 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 that's not. No, she, she deserves better. Yeah. It's, um, it's more a, she is finally that person, that friend that he really needs. Yeah. Mm. Now, I'd be perfectly happy seeing Lex and Alice fall in love and reciprocate each other's feelings and him becoming a better man because mm-hmm. he met a woman who made him realize I can be a better man. I don't have a problem with that at all. They're fantastic. I love them together. But I'm also just as happy with them just being good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do think Alice totally deserves better. You know what I mean? But if, Alice, mm-hmm. if Lex could... If Lex could prove himself to be a better man yeah. for her, go yeah. for it, girl. Get you some. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Ah, I think that sounds like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I think they look great together. I think they have amazing mm-hmm. chemistry. Then again, Alice has great chemistry with everyone. Um, but there's just something so honest and real with these two that was great. Maybe I love the fact that she's two feet taller than him. I don't know. I just, they're great together. <laughs> um, but you know what this was another moment i loved between them now remember all all the moments that bray has gushed to danny about how you made everything better you pulled me out of the pit of Mm -hmm. darkness you know all that stuff and how we all felt like dude stop greasing the wheel we can't take it it felt like the writers were just trying to convince us that bray's in Mm -hmm. love it didn't feel like it was naturally some 
he didn't talk to Amber that way. Come on. You know what I mean? And yet here is hearing Lex express his grief to Alice felt so natural and organic. This is what, this is how people express it, that they felt like where they were and what they miss and what they've lost. Just the way he talks mm-hmm. to her about Zandra. That felt real compared to, you know, Bray standing in the sunrise telling Danny that you brought me out of it. I, I didn't want to live until I met you. Yeah. After you know, people watching her sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, you're right. If anyone had the right to say something like, you helped me out of, of the bad place I was in, Lex has more right to say that about Alice than Bray has about Danny. Because Lex has actually been in a dark place. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, Bray had like 12 hours. It's fine. <laughs> All right? Mm-hmm. Before Danny rescued him from his dark place. <laughs> Taj. Uh, so yeah, that just stood out to me. I was like, this feels so real and honest and genuine as he's expressing what he's lost in his child and Zandra, what she meant to him. And I don't feel like they're trying to, f- I don't feel like the writers are trying to convince us that he misses Zandra. You know what I mean? It just felt like, yeah, mm-hmm. this makes sense. This is what he feels. Yeah. And the way he says it to her. Yeah, and I like the way, you know, when he says his son and she goes, well, it could have been a girl. And instead of arguing with her, like Lex normally would have done with someone, uh, he was just like, well, regardless, you know, and he just moved on with the story. Like, because I can see Lex being like, no, I would I would make a boy. You know what I mean? Because he's so macho. He, just, and- he said that. I know he I has, know, but, but to Alice, this it, was right. It was this was different. beautiful. He just said, "Regardless, exactly, I miss my kid. Yes. I miss my kid. I yes. miss the person I didn't get to meet. Is that weird that I miss to miss someone you never met? You know?" And mm-hmm. I was like, "My God, this dialogue." Yeah, and it shows his heart. Depth. There is heart. depth to him, you know, and it, mm-hmm. it's just nice to get to see that surface a little bit. I love the reveal that he didn't drink the alcohol. Mm-hmm. That was a nice surprise. Like that it moment, was. he he digs it out and he's he hears her words in his head and what she says to him, and then he does what many addicts do: stuff you. I don't want to listen to what yep. you're saying because I I need mm-hmm. this. And then the next time we see him, he's showing her pouring it down the drain. Yep. I was like, that was a gorgeous mm-hmm. reveal. You got really surprised. Like her voice won out. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> Damn it, Lex! <laughs> <laughs> Look what Damn you did. Head. Oh. <laughs> I'm supposed to stay mad at you. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> of course, it doesn't last long. Uh, you know. Lex puts his foot in it later at the party because Alice dresses as Zandra to try and impress him, but he ridicules her, remarking that she looks like Tribe Circus and she runs off. But after going after her, he does apologize, joking that he's worse sober than drunk. So, yeah, what did you make of that panel? To be fair to Lex, I want to make this clear. If somebody, you're, you're, you're interested in somebody who has lost a partner and they've told you about their partner, you don't dress up like their partner to mm-hmm. win them over. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wasn't that's that creepy. Move? Yeah, that, that's, that's wrong. Don't do that. So I understand Alice had the best of intentions. But dude, you, what do you expect this poor guy to react to? When you dress up like his dead wife. Right. Come on. You know. Don't do that. But I still think that yeah. after he realized what he had done and what he had said, um, I, I think he handled the situation beautifully. 
Um, he did. And I Alice agree. as well. She yeah. responded so well to what he was telling her. You know yeah, what I mean? She recognized yeah. it. I shouldn't yes. have. I've never tried to try to impersonate Zandra. Yes. That was wrong. Right. And he, you know, and he told her that she was gorgeous and she looked great, you know, and he realized where he messed up. And he realized it almost as soon as he said it, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. And and so props to him on that because Lex, a few months ago, he would have been like, oh, well, I guess I upset her. And then yep. gone mm -hmm. off to do whatever. So he is you know, seeing him try to do, you know, better by her. It meant a lot to him yeah. to not hurt her feelings. Yes. He felt bad mm -hmm. immediately mm -hmm. and he went to fix it mm -hmm. immediately. And these were two people who admitted both of them were wrong. Like even Alice was like, yeah. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I was shocked. I didn't, it was the feather boa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just didn't know what to say to that. And they, and they both laugh it off. And I was like, that is gorgeous. That he was able gorgeous. to be honest with her in that moment too, mm -hmm. and not make up some story because it was the feather boa and it was the way that she looked, you know? And it, it just it was great. It was wonderful and And to still tell her you're the best looking yes. girl here. You look great. Mm -hmm. Your efforts were great. You just shocked me. He didn't you know? even get upset with her for it. He would have gotten yeah. upset with someone else for for doing that. You know, had Chloe or, or mm -hmm. Patsy decided to to, you know, raid Zandra's closet or wear what he would have flipped out, no questions asked. Mm -hmm. And then expected everybody to understand why he was pissed off, which, you know, we would. But it just mm -hmm. they're this is the conversation, the type of conversation and the type of back and forth that other couples on the show need to display. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. They are the example and they are just friends. <laughs> well, while I don't agree with her dressing as Zandra, no. I, I, I kind of get it. She just, she went for the look that she thought was what Lex would like. Right, in you woman. know, what he was attracted to before. But... Yeah, I, I mean, totally trying get to that. look like her. Yeah, and I think he understood that, that too. Entirely. I think he understood that too. Yeah. I think he got it. Is this is, is this where he realizes that she has the hots for him? I, I don't think it is. Okay, because I can't no, remember sure. when that you know, but, but yeah, it was good. It's, it was a good a good. Back and I forth. felt so bad for her. So did I? And you know he did too, and that's the thing is you see it in yeah. his face; it registers. And the two of them, Vanessa and Caleb, they do, it, they they're, mm -hmm. they're magnificent. Gold stars for both of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, but, double gold uh, stars. Why didn't anyone say something to Alice about her makeup? Maybe no one saw her beforehand. Eh. What's wrong? With makeup? I don't know. It just didn't seem fitting for her. I know she was trying to look like Zandra. And that's it what was it just... was. Is it the makeup was Zandra. The hair was Zandra. Everything was, you know, Zandra. Besides, how do you interpret it when someone says this person had style? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's all. You know, in this crashed world, yeah. she had style, and you're kind of like, you know, I think Alice has style. You know, I think Alice. Yeah. You know, I think Alice manages yeah. to convey this amazing Amazonian mm -hmm. femininity yes. in a broken world. I'm like, damn girl, if I could wear a corset like that. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm yeah. thinking of her like, what does that mean to have style? Okay, what did she do? So yeah, she put glitter all over her face. It was more it was more the butterfly. You know, she was trying yeah. out something that she wouldn't do. <laughs> yeah. 
this is impractical. Right. You know, because, because when Lex, you know, ex- ex- described Zondra, it was the opposite of what she, you know, looks like mm-hmm. in the way that she dressed. So she was like, okay, this must be what he is into. Yeah. But she, she realizes her air in judgment. She figured it out. This is the only kind of weird bit because someone must have shown her a photo or something of Zandra. I know. Because mm-hmm. That's dead. I hair, was just thinking the that. Butterfly clip, yes. the gl- it was all it was. a bit too over the top, but yeah. <laughs> it was. I, I wonder if when she went into the lingerie shop to see like the kind of clothes, that, or maybe she just had an image of her head. Someone who wears a feather boa, how do they do their hair? How would they wear their makeup? What would they put on? If you're walking around with a feather boa in the apocalypse, you know what I mean? Like, what else are you wearing? You know, I, I think that was just, gee, yes, it's definitely obvious that it was reminiscent of Zandra, but. Not just reminiscent. It was the exact same hair yeah, color. Everything. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was too much. <laughs> it was exactly the same. Like she'd seen a photo and just, okay. Well, I mean, to be fair, the makeup artists have, have seen the photos. <laughs> I'm letting it slide. <laughs> Maybe there are pictures. We see later on that they have pictures. Oh, don't please stop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't no, tell me that Zandra wasn't going around it's, taking Polaroids. I'm telling you, man, she got a Polaroid camera and that was selfies <laughs> everywhere. Whenever someone goes missing, a phantom photo pops up. <laughs> there was it. a picture of Trudy and Brady, and besides, we know they can print in full color, because where on earth did Danny get those flyers? And where did Jack get that picture of his head? Dance around and kiss Ellie on his computer. I mean... Mm. Witchcraft. Magic, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting Alice's look pass, because I think, well, yes, clearly... The makeup department, the costume designer, were dressing her to look like Zandra. I still think it's a fair assumption for her to come up with this look when she's trying to imagine what this person looked like yeah. with a feather boa. I'm just saying it works for me. If she'd had pink and blue in her hair, then I'd be like, all right, who showed her a picture of Zandra? <laughs> she did. She did. She did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I'm letting it slide. Yeah. I'm letting it slide. Yeah. Anything <laughs> with the hair, I would agree with you. It was exactly right. Yeah. Just, it wasn't like an approximation. It was exactly the same. Because yeah. that's what annoyed me. Yeah. It was a fantastic scene otherwise, but yeah, it was just okay. I was distracted by the boa. I didn't now see, you know. and then again, I, I was still watching the on YouTube low quality, I didn't see the pink and the blue at all. Yeah, this is the same energy. It's very creepy that she did this, but this is the, the same energy. If, like, if you went on a first date with someone and then they immediately ask you to marry them, oh, Alice, no, no, no. But it is still creepy. I agree. Yeah. It's creepy to dress up like someone's and she knows late partner. She realized. And she realized, you know, I shouldn't have done that. Yep. That's <laughs> the thing, too, you know, because like I said, Lex doesn't even get upset with her. Like after the fact, you know what I mean? Like he's not still like, I can't believe she did this. You know, he's not mad at her for it. And I could see him getting mad at anybody else, you know, and it just they're so good together as what they are. Yeah, I only wish we would have saw like another uh, scene just like this with 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 Lex and uh, Alice. Only have it happen to Bray and Danny about Amber. <laughs> oh no! Like he's like he's looking at her and he's like, you know, you remind me a lot of uh, my ex who passed away. Her 
Yeah, and I'm dying pretty sure terrible. at that point that's when the mall rats would riot and they would they they would <laughs> jump her. It would be done. Some someone would have shaved that head. I, that's when I would know that the writers were just messing with us. That's when I would know, like, oh, yeah. this whole thing has been meant to be a joke. This is not come on. No. But it would have been great. He's like, the way you take over as leader, the way you boss everyone around. Just saying everything I we've like all it. been thinking the whole time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's an interesting thought, though, because, I mean, Sandra's stuff was obviously still around. She wasn't allowed so to take it, it with her. Yeah, but, and, and Amber's stuff was, you know, what she had was still around as well. We don't see people reusing those items of clothing. No, not often. Sometimes you do. There's been some earrings that have floated around. Yeah. Maybe Danny chucked it all. <laughs> I will say Dan <laughs> Danny's, outfit, Danny's outfit for the dance is my absolute favorite look that she's ever had. I love it. Oh, so I feel the opposite. I think it's you hate it. it. Is. What? I hate it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? My it's no the response to that outfit. Okay, she's trying... See, she's going for red because she wants brave. Well, I mean, obviously. And all the time when we see a woman trying to get something from a man, or at least from Bray, they're going for a red dress. I do like the theming of red as being a temptation. I like that. We've seen mm -hmm. it, you know, Trudy was wearing it at the dance, and we've seen Danny in it, and we've seen Ebony in it, on and on. I actually like the theming of red. I hate this outfit for Danny. <laughs> oh my gosh. This girl is so cute. Okay. The figure so on this girl. Why would you put her in this? This is freaking hideous. Oh, oh my gosh. That white outfit. It's so creative. It looks good. No, this red. What, what is this crap? Lingerie with denim tape to yeah, it. Why would you do this to Danny? She deserves better. What is this? She, clear, she clearly took apart some, some denim skirt. Oh my gosh. No, she deserves better. This this outfit is hideous. I'm sorry, Maggie. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. It's fine. She's she's just Maggie, she's just missing some clear heels and a pole. She deserves better. Exactly. exactly. Oh, she has style. She has style. I agree with I agree with Liz on this. And maybe that's why I like it so much because it's Danny and I hate her. Uh, Ebony's outfit though. She's so red. Oh, wow. wow, you guys. It's pretty what? basic. It's just the hair that makes her look amazing. You guys, what if that's the point? Okay, both Danny and Ebony are wearing red at the stance. Both of them are supposed to be temptations for Bray. Ebony's doing it right. Ebony's done this before. Poor Danny is an amateur. She, she don't know how to do this. No, maybe it well, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ebony's showing off a little bit more body. That's that's that's. I think that's how she got Bray. Aww. See, Ebony said it's not enough to wear the color. It's got to be flattering, yeah, baby. Well. You got you to gotta mm -hmm. feature yourself well. Every time women go near him, they wear red if they want something. I don't think Amber ever did. I was going to say, Amber never did. She didn't need to. That's why. Amber she never needed to. One. She never no. needed to seduce him. Did he ever wear red? <laughs> I think he might have been wearing some red accents in the flashback at the dance. Yeah, because... There was red in their school, school uniforms as well. Ebony's like, we're going as a theme couple. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's um, move on to the dance itself. Um, so, although Bray does ask Danny to be his date for the party, she doesn't want to enter the dance competition itself as she's too self-conscious. So Tyson encourages him to ask Ebony. So the two do win the competition, prompting accusations of foul play from the rooster leader, which Bray quickly deflects by sharing out the prize amongst the party goers. 
So yeah, um, first question. What did you make of Ebony and Bray dancing? Okay. I loved it. I'm good. You can Her. just see the chemistry between those two. Yeah. And he was staring at her all night. Mm-hmm. I remember in those better times. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the while, the same music as from the dance where, well, the, da- the dance where they danced. Oh, yeah, the first dance. Was playing. It definitely could have been someone trying to make a point about nostalgia. Yeah. You know, he and Ebony went to a school dance. They danced to this. That's when he fell for her. That's probably the night mm-hmm. she became his girlfriend. There was that time. And there he is looking up. His song is playing. Holy crap. This is back when I was in school. And there's Ebony looking as beautiful as she did that night. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he's having a moment of nostalgia. Yeah. doesn't mean he wants her, but he's just like, wow, that takes me back. You know, that takes yeah. me back. Because that was the last time they had fun this way. The only thing I, I'm going to, only criticism I can really make about this episode is the way this, some of this is handled. Um, I don't like how instead of once again, letting Bray be responsible for making a choice about something, <laughs> Bray's pushed into asking Ebony. Yeah. Like he literally has a crowd of people telling, you should ask Ebony, you know, for all these reasons. And so it makes it so that Bray's not responsible for asking Ebony to be in the dance competition with him. He could have easily, you know, if he would have said no. I wanted Danny to dance with me. If she doesn't want to, I won't be in the competition. But by making all of his friends be like, you should go do this. You should go do this. It makes him not responsible for dancing with another girl at the party. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I don't, I hate that. I'm like, just let the guy make a choice and have a consequence for Pete's sake. You know, jeez. So I guess him and Danny are not together. Not for- no, not dog. Yet, uh. <laughs> they haven't been. Uh. That makes, that makes, well... <laughs> That's like weird because you chose to go with her. I mean, they're a couple. Yeah. He just he, sure, just, asked, he just asked her to go but, to to a dance with them. So she assumed it's like their first yeah, date. Yeah, this is their first date. So she assumed this was their date, and then he goes off with another girl. And I mean, within though, uh, I'm going to defend Bray. I'm going to defend him, even though I don't like the way they got him in the dance with uh, Ebony. First of all, Danny, this guy asked you to go to yep. a dance with him. And then you arrive and say, I don't yep. dance. Okay, great. You're going to be fun tonight. <laughs> Whatever. But he clearly stayed with you all night. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he was happy with mm-hmm. what dancing you were capable of giving him. You can only slow dance. Bray was happy to slow dance with you. When the competition was mentioned, what did Danny do? You could dance with her. Danny, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to test mm-hmm. him because you're insecure about yes. him? What are you doing? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't test your partner because you're insecure. You may not like the way that goes. Yeah. And then you don't have the ner- you don't have the right to be pissed off. If you tell your partner, go check out that person because they're hot, you just became their wing. Yeah. That's on you. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know what? She's not insecure. She's out of care. She knows what's gonna happen. She just wants to see how it plays out. Nah, she's, she's being holding him. Nah, she's being a baby yeah, about this. Is, yeah. You want this guy. Why would you push him towards another girl just to see if he'd go to her? He's making it clear. Yeah. I want you. I have eyes for you. And it's a dance mm-hmm. competition. You know what I mean? It's not like he asked Ebony to do a slow dance with him. You know, it was to win a prize. And you were like, you were the first to tell him to go do it. And he said no. It was only when his friends pushed him into it that he did it. And you're like, oh my God, he's dancing with her. Like, girl, that was your idea. That's on you. Yep. I just, I, I love the dances. 
so good. I love how I love how they want to, you know, they want to create a world that is different than ours. So that's why they made up their own music and they've made up their own dance styles. Because I was like, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I guess that's dancing. Whatever. You're moving to music. It's dancing. Ebony was doing the snake. It's okay. I also loved Ryan's uh. sort of, I really don't want to be here bopping around. Oh, yeah. Ryan was the best <laughs> the oh. best dance ever. His was my favorite. It was amazing. Oh, that was so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> so depressing. The two of them just like staring past each other. <laughs> like, oh. I'm pretty sure I was like, oh, Ryan, most of this episode. No, Ryan. No, Ryan. No. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's 100% Dude. me. That was the 50 yard stare of a couple who's been together for like decades. Yep. It's too soon for you to already be here, you guys. Mm-hmm. Here's your sign. <laughs> I do have to say, I really liked that the same guy was hosting the competition as um, during the tribal gathering. Yeah. I loved it Just too. Just a lovely, lovely little detail. The MC. Yeah. I like to know that his business is thriving. You know what I mean? Like, I'm happy for him. I, 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 I hope it's good, going good for him. I want to see his business cards. Uh, well, I want to say it's intentional because obviously the Morats end up winning with Ebony. It just feels like a callback to the tribal gathering. Right, yeah. yeah. He yeah. wanted to announce them as winners, but had was forced to announce the Locos. Yep. Uh, it just feels a bit, yeah, maybe intentional slightly. Cool that they were, you know, consistency. My only complaint about the Mallrats winning is that at least in the breakdancing contest, we can understand how they were voting. It was based on the amount of applause. So each dancer got to go and mm-hmm. you measured their applause to figure out who won. So Tyson got the most applause and that's how he's like, clearly, you know, the winner is, and he was about to say Tyson. Here, I don't know how they yeah. came to the conclusion yeah. that Ebony and Bray won. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, Wait, how, how did they not win? They were so much better. Yeah, my thing is, like I said, I said before. Compared to They who? should they, not have been allowed. They were other random people. They had, like, no chemistry. If they were hosting the no. competition. They shouldn't have been allowed to enter the competition. No. I, I exactly no, agree I with that. that but That's the way I, most things are. I just think they'd been more. They should have been more clear because when this this disgruntled tribe leader comes up and says they cheated, it, it was rigged. I can't argue with him because I don't know how they won. I didn't know how this. I was like, is there a panel of judges? Mm. You know, you know, scoring these guys as they're dancing, and then you tallied up what they came up with. I don't know how they won. So I'm, that was my only complaint. Because I'm like, I don't know how they won. I don't know who was judging this. Was this? the MC judging it, you know, like what is it based on? Did the couple that looks the best together does the most bizarre moves? I don't know what's happening here. Slightly in their defense, the, the crowd seemed happy with the choice before all the, um, <laughs> yeah, the, the rooster guy came that's, up. But, um, that's, but they also seemed happy with the rooster guy's because They knew how upset, okay, the, the city was with them at the moment. You know, they're literally hosting this dance, this dance party placate the city kids and they still entered and allowed themselves to win it's like they i mean are they really this like clueless i mean kind of especially after the tribal gathering they've been there before (laughs) they should have known better listen we know the city is absolutely stupid the inhabitants (sighs) they are literally ants or no, they're cows they're literally cattle waiting to be controlled by whoever says whatever I'll say this about them winning. 
from a storytelling point of view, I actually do like it because it serves so many purposes. It gets so much mm-hmm. done by allowing Bray and Ebony to win. One, it allows Bray and Ebony to have this really sweet moment of doing something that was very reminiscent of something they'd done when they were younger, mm-hmm. you know, and their genuine joy at winning, you know what I mean? At just doing it and the way they're smiling at each other and the crowd cheering for them having won. It serves that purpose of giving Ebony that moment mm-hmm. of feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe something could happen between us again. So it serves that purpose. And, you know, it serves this, the jealousy purpose, whatever that. It, it serves that purpose. And then, of course, it's reminiscent to the Locos winning. They were the mm-hmm. ones who hosted the tribal gathering in season one and they won. And of course, everyone felt like you cheated us. You, you know what I mean? You, have this dance contest making us think we could win, but of course you won. It was your contest. And so I like that repeat, that theme. Yeah. It's just, it's, it gets a lot done. You know, I I thought that was, that was cool about them winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they were great dancers. They had great chemistry. (laughs) So for that, they, they, they're, they're going to win. I don't know if I call it dancing, (laughs) but whatever they were Whatever they were doing, they looked like they were having fun doing it. I don't know if it's called dancing, though, Carlin. It's not dancing. It's bumping and grinding, (laughs) which everyone wanted to see. (laughs) Everyone but Danny. (laughs) Yeah, but most of the city might find her whiny by now anyways. Yeah, and and then even like when she saw that bumping and grinding happening, it looks like she wanted to write a new uh, a new bill to be like no more, six, <laughs> no more bumping inches, and grinding. Turn this town into Footloose. <laughs> mm-hmm. No dancing. Dancing is outlawed. I have to say, one of the tiny things I really did like about this is that for once in his life, Bray is suddenly making a decision. Yeah. And thinking on his feet. It's a miracle. It has been. Like Liz said, though, you know, this is this is around the time where Danny really starts to take that back seat, you know, and Bray really is, yeah. starts stepping up a little bit and, and making the decisions as leader. And she's just the side character. Now she's a side chick. It's fine. Exactly. That's exactly what she turns into in this episode, you know, and it was like, come on, you just did her dirty yeah. by writing her this way. Bray's absolutely naive, and we know that he is naive when it comes to these girls, you know, these women and and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, all I'm going to say to the young people out there: if you go to a dance with a person you like and you encourage them to enter a dance competition with someone you're jealous of, don't get mad if they look like they're having fun doing it. Okay, you did that to yourself. Mm-hmm. You played yourself. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All she had to do was wait for him until the competition was over and be like, wow, you did a really good job. I wish I could have done that with you. And Bray would have been like, I wish I was dancing with you too, you know, and whatever. But now she's going to walk off like she's being like Bray invited her to a dance and then left her and bailed on her. You know what I mean? Like, girl, stop it. Get out of here. Take that ugly red dress and go home. Mm -hmm. And all those looks between her and Tysan. <laughs> Tyson was stirring the pot. She knew 100% what she was doing. She's like, uh huh, watch this. She's like, bet. The techno spy. Tyson was like, I got a better option for my boy than you, girl. Let's see if you can keep Pete mm-hmm. with this. Oh, Tyson. Yeah. She knew what she was doing. But I think that had just as much to do with the fact that she felt that Ebony really needed Bray's attention. Mm-hmm. And Ebony did that, you know, that one on one with Bray kind of get better but i'm sure she absolutely enjoyed and she 100 <laughs> loved it okay that's why she started looking for you know 
come on. Look at the way she looks at, and I agree. Yeah. I do think she was looking out for more ebony when she said, Bray, mm-hmm. you really should ask her to dance. I think it would be important to her yes. and it would be helpful to her. And because she knows Ebony's already confided in her that she trusted yeah. Bray. So she's like, Bray, please step up to the plate and be there for her. Mm-hmm. But I love the look she gives Danny. Like, oh, what's, what's the matter, Danny? Looking a little insecure sitting there. You got a problem? Was, Everything okay over there? That was the there? perk of it, you know? There, there's the perk. <sighs> Oh my gosh. That is the one time I will agree she was being so Absolutely. evil. <laughs> but kudos to Bray for solving a problem mm-hmm. very quickly. And that mm-hmm. was what, you oh, know, I that's what the- Amber would have done too. Like, she would have made, that was the right uh, decision. Mm-hmm. He did good. I, I don't even know why they would compete for the prize in the first place because they don't need it. Oh, exactly. The mm-hmm. mall rats have everything. They don't need this prize. It has nothing to do with the prize. That's why they entered. Remember, all of the mall rats were telling Bray to enter because of the prize. Bray did it for pride itself of trying to mm-hmm. show that he's the best dancer. That's not what he said. Okay. Put a tight shirt on. No. Reality, Carlin. Back to the reality. Everybody said you should do it because of the prize. And that's why Bray agreed. And it's like, you guys don't need the prize. Everybody else in the city does. Oh, but you know, I can understand you entering for fun. But you should have automatically been like, we're not keeping right. the prize. You shouldn't have had to do it to placate anyone. Like, well, we don't need it. Nah, if I win, I'm keeping it. Didn't they organize the party in the first place? Surely it was their prize to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Dal get petrol probably for peaches. Okay, you know what I mean? Like, they don't need it. They can get the stuff very easily. Mm-hmm. They're, they have the farm. They're growing the food. They've got all the stuff. They didn't need to win the prize at all. No, but it was a great excuse for Bray to dance with Ebony. That's all he needed. A plausible excuse that he could defend to Danny. Danny, just go on the dance floor and make a fool out of yourself. He would have thought it was adorable. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're the remember, Danny. You're the light in the darkness. He don't care how you mm-hmm. dance. She walks on water. Mm-hmm. Floats <laughs> in the clouds. Exactly. It's fine. Okay. Um. That leads us to our final thoughts on the episode. You had a terrific night too, huh? Want to tell me about it? Not really. Bray. Who else? Let me guess. One minute he's all over you, the next he's making out with someone else. He's always been like that, Danny. He's a heartbreaker. My advice is to stay well away from him. So Danny watches Bray interact with Ebony and she does end up crying herself to sleep. This is also after some additional heartbreaking comments from Celine, while Ebony herself looks hopeful at the end of the night. Um, so yeah, what did you make of the final bits panel? I hate Celine. <laughs> like, and you know, and that, and that, and that makes me even more angry, right? Because that means I'm sticking up for Danny in this situation. Like, she did not need to rub <laughs> salt in the wound, but because she was already upset and she was miserable, she has to make sure that everyone around her is also miserable mm-hmm. and i cannot stand it i lean go to bed go to bed <laughs> i can't argue with you honey i can't you're right this was mm-hmm. the narcissist celine mm-hmm. in action she is feeling horrible and she needed someone else to feel horrible and this is just to once again stake a territory Absolutely. on break look at the way like what she says to danny like to danny you know what I mean? It's so cruel and it has the intent to rip into her. Watch the way she stares at Danny as she passes yeah. her. Look at the look in her eyes. 
This was just to hurt Danny and to discourage mm-hmm. anything happening between Danny and Bray. Like this, this was just like, nah, like girl, you wrong. That was unnecessary, completely unnecessary. And she's been doing this with Danny since uh-huh. the beginning, like since their mm-hmm. first conversation about yep. Bray. No one can replace Amber. No one could ever. And, you know, you can't trust Bray. He's a heartbreaker. And not to mention she's lying about him in the first place. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, you know, and Celine, Celine is that typical girl that, you know, she wants him. So she's going to make sure that everybody else steers clear of him. She's going to make him seem like he's the worst person ever. Yeah. You know, like, you don't want that. And think about it. Celine should be, Celine should be focusing on her problems with Ryan right, right. now. <laughs> not who the frick Danny is crying right. about. Come on. But I think this is around the time that Celine starts to realize, yeah, I don't want her with Bray. You know, it's the, she just doesn't want to share Bray. And we have been seeing this little buildup, you know, like I said, you know, we've mm-hmm. been watching her stare at Bray and talk about Bray and think about Bray. Yeah. Uh, Ryan as well, you know, um, and it. <laughs> yeah, she said so many things to Danny already about Bray, about Bray and Amber, about his past with Trudy. Um, he's made all sorts of suggestions that Bray is this gigantic playboy. Mm-hmm. What's her last line? What This will tell you her objective. My advice, mm-hmm. stay away from him. Mm-hmm. That is her objective, to get Danny yep. away from Bray. Yep. That's it. That's yeah. all this yeah. is about. I don't want you near him. If I can't have him, you can't have him. I don't know how mm-hmm. I, I don't, haven't even decided how I feel about him. I still got all my own baggage, but I don't want you to have him. That is her last mm-hmm. word to her. Yep. My advice, stay away from him. Like, Celine. I was, I was in, the, I was defending you, girl. Well, she this sees wrong. that really, you know, her wrong. relationship with mm-hmm. Ryan imploding and she's realizing this isn't what she wants. I don't even think it's because her relationship with Ryan is imploding. Yes, they're having a mm-hmm. fight right now and it's starting to bring into question for her. How much do I love him if I don't want to have children with him? Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. but I think it's more even when things were going great for she and Ryan and she didn't show any interest in Bray. She didn't want Danny with no. Bray. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. just didn't want Danny with Bray. Yeah. Even even before she was showing any renewed interest in Bray, she was trying to ward Danny off of him. And this mm-hmm. just feels this doesn't feel like something you say as a concerned friend. No. You know, mm-hmm. you, your friend comes back from the dance crying. This wasn't meant to comfort Danny, make her feel better, or encourage her. This was to hurt her. 100%. Yeah. And misery loves company. She just gave her some advice. No, that's, that's not. No, no, Carlin. <laughs> no. If she was to give Danny advice, she would have been like, she would have asked her exactly mm-hmm. what happened. Danny would have told her, and she, she would have knew been what like, happened. No, 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 she, she didn't. She left before. She didn't know what happened. She mm-hmm. just said it was Bray, wasn't it? He can't be she trusted. Went, He's she a went bad to the guy. Dance with Bray, nah. and she came back alone. She knows what happened. She did not know what happened. She did <laughs> no, she's not just know. Filling in. She's filling in a narrative, and it's only to hurt Danny. That, that was, was not right. right. No, it was it's right. not nah. right. It was not right. Her narrative is not what actually happened. No, and you know, and here's the thing. Celine would expect someone to sugarcoat it for her. She would expect someone to try to placate mm-hmm. her and to make her feel better. You know, even Trudy. She would expect yeah. that yeah, from she anyone. She doesn't even like that. She would expect that from anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. Okay? Uh, mm-hmm. And she, she, lashes, she lashes out at people. and People still try to make sure that Celine's okay. Now, if she actually cared how Danny felt, if she was actually concerned... For Danny getting her heart broken, 
she would have said, what happened? You know, and Danny would have told her, you know, Bray and I went to the dance and I, I didn't want him to dance another girl, but I told him to, and then he did. And I, I feel stupid for saying that and blah, blah, blah. And she would have been like, well, you know, you know, did you leave? Did you talk to him? That's what you do when you actually care about yeah. someone's mm-hmm. concern. You don't, you don't be like, tell them that, yeah, I know what happened to you and it was garbage and you should have seen that coming and you should just stay away from him. That's not no. advice. That's not advice. That That's rubbing salt yeah, in the wound. It was absolutely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Could that's you say it's tough no. love? No, not, uh, no. Because no. <laughs> she no. shouldn't be no, with Bray anyway. You can't say it's tough love when no. she doesn't even really like Danny. We already know that's been established yeah. that she does not care for Danny. She's the only one who can... She's. She's the only one who's helping, helping me right now. Because okay, Tizan, Tizan no. actually did a lot worse of a thing. No, Carlin, I will indulge yeah. your line of reasoning. If Bray was actually taking Danny for a ride, if Bray mm-hmm. had actually asked Danny to go to this dance and then decide mm-hmm. to go make out with yeah. another girl, and that was his pattern of behavior, and Celine said to her this to her, I would say that was tough love. Like, girl, wake up and look. This is the kind mm-hmm. of guy he is. But because that is not what happened, you cannot mm-hmm. call this tough love. It's just a lie. Yeah. I don't know. Matthew. Matthew. Oh, no. Chime in. <laughs> here. I got, chime in. Tell us what you think. Uh, I think I completely lost interest by this point. Sorry. <laughs> I can't deal with Bray's relationship drama. <laughs> so you agree with Celine? Oh, she definitely, That's what I heard. She definitely wasn't. Um, uh, in the wrong doing anything for for Danny's benefit <laughs> so you were happy with tough love Colin yeah that's what I think it is <laughs> tough love uh, advice I mean you say what you want it, it, she came off rude she came off being narcissistic trying to make herself feel better but she did guess what actually happened and Danny is heartbreak broken over what happened with Bray back there should Danny been more aggressive at the party? Sure, but what? It's brave. What? We're talking I mean, about. so you think it's okay that Celine mm. was just malicious to Danny for n- no apparent reason? It was just malicious. It was a malicious thing that she did, and you can't say otherwise. Mm-hmm. She did it to. She malicious. did it to be mean. She did it to hurt it Danny's feelings. She did it to hurt her. That is malicious, and she did it to slander Bray. You think if Bray would have came back to the mall with her and they're all happy, Celine would have said that? She still would have been. She would have been glaring daggers That's what at them. Happened. Sure, she sure mm-hmm. sure she wouldn't have. Said she that. she wouldn't have had the opportunity. Exactly. So to say why it. does that change anything? What difference does that make? That makes zero difference whatsoever in the fact that Celine still did this. Celine still went out of her way to be mean to a tribe mate, someone that's supposed to be considered family, because her feelings were hurt too. It's not okay. Nothing can excuse it. I don't care. A love. No, I don't care. That, that That's not an excuse. Hmm. Came from a dark place. I don't know. I still think it's, it's not tough, tough love. love. I'm telling you right now, if one of my love. friends did that to I me, think... they wouldn't be my friend anymore. It's okay, because they were never friends to begin with. And I think Danny needs to hear it. It can't be tough love if you don't love can't be tough love if there's no love there to begin with. That's what you're not getting. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Brutally honest. Like I said, she still said this to be malicious. That's not just being brutally honest. There's a difference between being brutally honest. And I can't say it's brutally this, honest. Yeah. I can't say it's brutally honest because she's lying exactly. about Bray. Oh, she's no. Brutal. And she's, oh, okay, okay. What is she lying about? Maybe I know she's something. She's filling, filling in the blanks because she doesn't even know the story. She just thinks Bray did the same with some other girl than what he did with 
Bray to Trudy. And again, yeah. that's not even that's honest about what happened with Bray yeah. and Trudy. We already know that Celine has made yeah. up her own yeah. narrative of how yeah. all that went down. Calling Bray a heartbreaker because she dumped right. him right. is mm-hmm. wrong. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's slandering yeah. him right yep. now. And she's only doing it so that Danny will stay yeah. away from her. That is malicious. Mm-hmm. That is done with malicious intent. And that makes it, she's she's wrong. Selena is 100% wrong in this situation. So Bray's not a heartbreaker? He's not a heartbreaker. do these things, I don't think. Well, next episode is going to be interesting. That's different. <laughs> that is entirely different. And you know it. And you know it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That is you apples and oranges. Still it breaking hearts. <laughs> that is different. That is different. Lean and him. No. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'm. I'm going to meet you halfway, Carlin. Now, if you're saying that someone is a heartbreaker because they're gorgeous, like my, someone might look at my son and be like, "Oh my gosh, he must be such a heartbreaker because he's such a beautiful boy." There must be so many girls and boys who fall in love with that face. That's saying it in a positive way. Oh, you're a heartbreaker. You know what I mean? But when you say someone is a heartbreaker with a hard H, okay, like you're insinuating that they deliberately go out of their way to hurt Mm -hmm. people, to lead them on into relationships and then drop them. And that is what Celine is doing. She's deliberately trying to say that that's Bray's MO, leading you on and then dropping you. Okay. (laughs) And that's not what he does. He went to Celine, you know, and she was like, (laughs) no, no, Bray. Now, yeah, context matters, Carlin. Remember that. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, us three have all been petty teenage girls. We recognize yes. it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen enough of Degrassi to know what I I'm talking don't. about. Oh, for Pete's sake, no. <laughs> move, Lance, move <laughs> us on. <please>. I've <laughs> seen enough of Lizzie McGuire. Seasons one and two. I kind of know what Selene is talking about. We'll come back to this next episode. Um, uh, Just to end it all, um, I know we've spoken ad nauseum about Bray being naive, but can he really not see feelings coming from everybody? I don't. I don't think he has a reason to. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think that he, he, yeah, he assumes that it's, you know, done. It's over. You know what I mean? Uh, But he does acknowledge that they do have a history. And they've known each other, you know, the longest mm-hmm. and, and this and that. But like you guys, he, he is naive. But my thing is, it's still yeah, Ebony, though, funny. okay? So, yeah, it's still Ebony. And he's dealt with this before with Amber and Ebony's lies and her manipulation. And, uh, oh, Bray. But maybe he's, maybe he's too focused on Danny right now. Maybe he's too, he's got this one track mind and he can't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The way he was looking at Ebony, that boy needed a drool bucket. Well, I mean... He wasn't being settled. No, he wasn't. That's, that's true. <laughs> Ebony is gorgeous. He'd be a fool to yeah. not notice that. He knows she's beautiful. She looks fantastic tonight. His eyes and his body said, yeah, I recognize yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. I remember liking that. Exactly. You know what I mean? But, but recognizing someone's aesthetic beauty or your attraction to them is not the same as I totally think we are into each other. Right. You know what I mean? It's not the same. You can recognize that, wow, she looks good. But then again, she always looked good. You know, she always looked fantastic. You know, that was part of the draw. I, I think for Bray that he's always just wanted he and Ebony to get along. You know, even after the break, you know, he just wanted them to get along. He didn't want to fight with her and he didn't want to play games with her. And he didn't like her that way anymore. 
you know, and the way Ebony has been all of season two, why at all would he think this must mean she likes me? This must mean she thinks there's a connection between us. He's just like, this is great that Ebony's yeah. being nice and yeah. we're not fighting. Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess right now she's also the last sort of remaining link to his past yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. With, with yeah. Zoot gone and with Trudy and Brady away. Yeah. She's the only one. Yeah, she is. He just went to a dance and got to dance with someone to the same song that he did in school. And it was nice. He had a nice experience. Like, that was great, you know. And she complimented him when he solved a problem. You did great yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. You handled that really well. Thanks, Ebony. But you'll notice he's very distracted. We've got, we got trouble coming yeah. our way. He's not even thinking mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. He's not on those lines. He didn't even notice that Danny had left because he was just thinking, we have a problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He probably went to look for Danny. And she was like, where'd she go? Like, why'd she leave? Like, what happened? You know, I, I don't think... He's being naive because he has no reason to know there's anything mm. happening right now. Mm. And his brain just didn't register the lipstick marks on his cheeks. Not to mention, she wears very glossy lipstick. Yeah. You know, like you could get that on you from a hug. <laughs> you could get that from a tussle. She could bump into you and you'd get her lipstick on you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But that excuse never works. <laughs> <laughs> That is funny though. That's that that last scene that he he leaned in for that kiss. That's all I'm gonna say. Just that last. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Just lost in the moment. Lost in the moment. moment. He knows what he's doing. And all the way she looks at him. But the thing is, when you're not attracted to somebody, when you're not thinking of them as a real, you know, romantically, Mm -hmm. you miss the looks they're giving you. You know, you can miss them. You can be completely mm-hmm. oblivious to someone being yeah. into you because they haven't entered your radar of a romantic potential partner. So, yeah, it could take you ages to realize, wait, what? Oh, you've been flirting with me? I didn't even recognize that because I just wasn't thinking on that same place. He's distracted. He's got a lot on his plate and he is not thinking of no. Ebony in that way. I would agree with that usually, <laughs> but Ebony, Ebony isn't subtle. <laughs> and I don't think... Bray is that naive not to pick up. He is naive, but not that naive because Ebony is not subtle at all. But I also don't think she's really flirting with him tonight. You know, she's actually holding him back. I, I don't really think she's being all that like femme fatale with him. She's not being like. She, is, she was flirting. But it wasn't like. It. it wasn't any yeah. more than the way Tyson flirted with him. You know, it was just like, it could definitely be interpreted as someone being overtly friendly with you. And, you know, just, they're having, a, I'm sorry, I'm just saying, I've lived, I've lived long enough. You have to remember who it is, it's Ebony. <laughs> you, you, he knows her, She's she, when she starts flirting. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just a girl he once liked, it's a girl he slept with. Mm-hmm. I've lived long enough to realize how complicated these feelings can be with people and that you can have several of them at a time. And I don't care how it may look. It does not mean that's what you're feeling. You know, just you can flirt with people that you have no interest in. It's done all the time. I cannot, every person who sees you flirting with me, I cannot interpret that as they're interested in me. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. Is Ebony and Bray? <laughs> I know, and that's what I was saying. You know, like with with, and he knows Ebony, and he knows her her tactics and her forms of you know manipulation and. <sighs> well, also, okay, 
Lance, you make a great point. He knows Ebony. This is Ebony. Now, Ebony has done nothing but hateful things to him since the virus started. That's all she's done to him. So why would he think that her being nice is her flirting with him? Why would he be like, this means she wants me? Why? Why would he even assume that? Everything she's done to him is is never been because she likes him. So why for a second would he think, she's flirting with me, she's interested in me? Because she's always flirted with him. Even, even exactly. That's, in that's, all she, that's the point. She always, she always does this, but it's not because yeah. she likes him. So why should he even think of her on that plane? Why should he even consider something could be happening between us? He's just like, whatever, it's Ebony. She but flirts. That's, that's what I mean, but he knows when she's when she's flirting. Even if but, he doesn't think it's romantic, he knows when she's flirting. So yeah, he, but he doesn't care. He's not flirting That's the thing is, he, he sees it as he's a non-issue because he's care. not doing it in return. It's a non-issue. Right. He's like, whatever, this is just the way she talks to me. This is the way she is. Yeah, this is the way she's always been with me. It doesn't mean yeah. anything because she's always done it. And then she'll like hold me over a right, balcony, right? You know, like exactly. it doesn't mean anything when she does this to me. And, you know, so it's just like, hey, we're getting along. Let's dance, yeah. whatever. Yeah, to him, Ebony flirting does not mean romantic interest at all. It could just mean as easily she wants to probably kill yeah. me. No, I don't. I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's made the, the two of them have made too much together. It's, and she's always said, "You are the right brother I should have had." And yeah, I think, no, there's too much there. <laughs> I don't think Bray can just look at and doing that and say, "Oh yeah, whatever, nothing, it's nothing." Uh, yeah, I can't buy that. <laughs> Honestly, I think Bray would love it if she was being sincere. I think he would. I think that if Bray could believe that Ebony was genuinely being sincere and interested in him again like that, he'd think about it. But she's done Absolutely. so many horrible things. She's done so many horrible things. He cannot think of her that way. She's been taken off his dance card. She blew her chances. So he doesn't. She could do all the sweet things in the world, and he would be like, "I just want to be friends There's with no, you." We know we it's never going to happen. No. Yeah. Sorry, my niece is gone exactly. because of you. You know what I mean? My brother. You know, I, I just can't. I can't. You you dragged my brother further into hell. I just can't. It's not going to happen, sweetie. And I do think that he trusts Tysan's opinion. You know, and and her saying that Ebony needs this, Ebony needs you to go to her, and I, I feel like that also drove him, you know, to do this with Ebony. Um, Be yeah. open. <laughs> he just wanted an excuse to dance with Ebony. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. I agree with you at that point. He wanted to dance. He <laughs> wanted to dance so bad. He was like, Danny, please, please dance with me. And she's like, nah, I can't. Why don't you dance with her? And he's like, she's got great moves. <laughs> yeah, she's got moves he's seen before. Oh, Ray just wanted to dance. He didn't care who. He did everything but offer her to step on or stand on his feet while they danced. I know. It's like, yeah. I'll lead the way. I don't care. You don't even have to enjoy yourself. So I agree with you, Lance. He needed an excuse. He wanted to dance. He wanted to burn that floor up. Look at him out there. That's why he won a competition. <laughs> he was like Disco Inferno. I've missed this so much. That brings series two, episode thirty-one, to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of the podcast, you can send us a message on our website, thetribe.co.uk, or on our Facebook page. So we'll see you next time for episode thirty-two. Until then, bye. 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 
Bye.